everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the That Lex Life podcast. Today I'm actually here to talk about a motherhood topic as it relates to travel. So you all have been loving the fashion episodes, you've been loving the travel episodes, you've been loving the motherhood episodes, so why not combine some a topic or a couple of topics? And today we're gonna talk about motherhood and travel, and more importantly, traveling with your baby or toddler. I'm a mom of a now two-year-old, almost two and a half, and since our son has been born, we have been traveling with him since he was about five months. He actually got his passport at six months. We've taken everything from domestic road trips that are hours away through different states to um, domestic um flights as well as so recently he got his first stamp in his passport and we took an international flight that was a little over seven hours um, going through different time zones. So a lot of people tend to ask me, how do you travel with your baby and your toddler? Because there is this idea that when you have a child that travel kind of stops or it just becomes limited. And I like to share all the time on my blog and with people I talk to is that that actually isn't true. Um, I'm actually part of a travel group called the Babes That Wander. And each time I talk to them, they're always like, you know, we want to start having kids, but, you know, we love to travel so much. Um, but and they don't know how to do it. And then I always share my insight and it gives them more and more confidence of like saying, you know, I can travel with my child and I want to share um, all of my insight, all of my tips on how I do it to kind of show people that you can still travel, whether you're planning your family, you have a child or a baby on the way, or you already have your children and you're just kind of like, you know what, how do we go about doing this? I wanna get back into traveling because it's not as hard as you think. Um, so I kinda wanna start from, from the beginning. The first thing is a lot of people go, you know, getting a passport for a child is difficult. Um, it's not that difficult. Um, it's the same process as getting your own passport. Um, you just kind of have to figure out how to get the photo. A lot of people, when they get the, the photos for their child, is they take them to some place like a CVS or a Walgreens who processes the photos, and they make them hold up their child and look at it um, straight. But there are a lot of places such as, um, you know, libraries that actually process the the passport itself that actually have guidelines and a setup to take the photos there that do a very great job so we got our son's passport done when we went in to get it done um we filled out the paperwork ahead of time um that is allowed to be filled out we brought it in um we brought our son you have to have both parents present or a um certified or authorized letter saying that the other parent is giving an okay to do that um it has to be notarized so make sure you get that notarized if you are going as um a single parent or the parent other parent can't be present otherwise um, both need to show up and when we went to take his photo they actually had a mat that they laid our son down on and they said over him and took his photo they take multiple photos just so there's multiple options and they go throughout the process um, and it was super easy um, I think we were there to get his passport done it probably took us maybe like 
35 to 40 minutes. And then we wait a couple of weeks for it to process and send through. And that was that. Um, so it, it's not that hard of a process. You just go online, you start filling out the process, find a location. My suggestion is to not do the um, process where you go and you do it yourself. Um, if you can go to a place that does the processing and does the photo at the same place, I highly recommend that because it'll be a whole lot easier. Then when it comes to traveling, so let's start with the easier travel, which is just the road trip. Um, if you're traveling with a baby, my suggestion is if you can and your baby does great sleeping at night, try to travel at night. Um, we went on a couple of road trips out of state that were... Um, you know, places where they had either late check-ins and they allow for you to check in later at night. So say if we were, we the check-in for Friday was, you know, um, check-in started at 11 a.m. We would leave maybe around six, seven o'clock where we could give him his bottle of milk or formula. Um, I would sit in the back, I would feed him um, and then let the car lull him to sleep and then just kind of take back the car seat and just do the quick transition um, of a night feeding or, you know, if he is still asleep when we got to our location, we were able to check in. It was super easy. But of course, children get older. Um, babies, you know, are easier to sleep in the car and fall asleep a whole lot easier. But as they get older and older, um, they don't want to sleep. Our son at two still does sleep in the car and take naps. So we'd still kind of do that same thing of... Um, traveling during the nighttime if it's able to, um, but if not, we try to travel during his nap time. Um, so try to have there some become some kind of um, you know overlap. So his nap time is usually at 12:30 p.m. So if we have a check-in that we can check in maybe in the middle of the day or we have to leave in the middle of the day, we'll actually try to leave before his nap time. Um, so say if his nap time's like we said, at 12.30, we may leave it like 11 or 11.30. Um, we give him some things to play with, and we bring some snacks. Always pack, pack plenty of snacks and food for your children if you're traveling. Whether you are driving or if you are um, flying, always pack snacks, plenty of water, um, milk if you're bringing it, um, but we'll get more to that as it comes into flights. But for the road trips, we would leave early, have plenty of snacks. We would give him some snacks. Um, if it was during lunchtime, we would stop and get him some lunch or pack a lunch and then have him fall asleep in the car. And hopefully the nap time um, would, would lull him out. He does sleep with a sound machine. So we would just have to have the sound machine playing in the car, um, which, you know, it's not always preferable. You don't want to sit in the car and just listen to something, um, a loud noise of white noise. Um, but at the end of the day, it was better for him to be asleep and for us to get through the road trip um, rather than, you know, having to listen to him cry the entire time. Um, so those are the major tips for, you know, traveling by car is a lot easier um, just because you're able to stop, you're able to get out, you're able to stretch. Um, we have done that where if there are longer road trips, we have got out, we split the time after his nap time, we may wake up, um, get him some more food, take him out to stretch, uh, take a rest stop, kind of let him out the car, get him some fresh air. Um, just kind of like if you had, and as bad as it is to compare, if you were traveling with your pet every once in a while, you have to stop the car and let the dog or the pet out to use the bathroom, um, and, and, and stretch a little bit. So with our, with our son, we would get out, we would stretch. If we were on some back roads, we happened to pass a playground. We have done that where we may stop at a playground for a half an hour, let him get some of his energy out and he may take a second nap, which disrupts his sleep later on, but 
sometimes you kind of have to pick your battles on that fact. Now, the biggest thing that everyone always asks about is flights. Flying with children um, is a lot easier when they're babies, just kind of the same thing with, with driving. Um, than it is as they get older. Um, but there are plenty of ways to entertain your child. Um, and there's also these different protocols that come along along with getting through the airport. Now, I want to first preface, I am not TSA. I am not um, a part of any security as it comes to an airport or an airline or the country. I'm just basing my information off of my experience um, flying from the airport, our local airport, which is the Philadelphia airport, as well as some of the airports we have gone through when we have traveled internationally and domestically. Um, as always, anything is bound to change. Um, which I'll give some examples of things I ran into that change from airport to airport as we talk about um, this this topic. Um, but I just wanted to preface that, that don't base your information solely off of this episode. As you're traveling, especially for flights, I highly recommend going on the TSA website and always checking things. Um, they're constantly changing, protocols change, things change. I mean, we went into a pandemic and things slightly change. So you always have to, to keep checking and verifying. So as you're planning your trip with your child, always check TSA when it comes to what you're carrying for your child and the procedures you're going to go through when traveling with your child, depending on their age. And then if you are flying a particular airline, check their protocols on how they handle um, children when it comes to the airline, um, whether there is a requirement that the child needs to have some kind of safety harness in the seat if they're sitting in their own seat, or if it's okay for them just to use the seatbelt that comes in in the seat itself. Um, so always verify those things. That's the first things I always do. Even as I travel over and over again, every time we're about to take a, a flight, I check TSA on the particular items that you know my son needs, that he uses as he's gotten older. You know the 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 things that he needs changes. Um, the the size of the products that we use changes. So I always check those as to what needs to go into a check bag and what needs to go into a carry on. Um, and then for each airline, I always check their protocols. Some allow early um, boarding for people with children, depending on what age they're, they are, um, for large families. Um, some don't. So again, always check. I check TSA. I check the airlines. Um, but here are some experiences and tips that I have based on where you're going. The first thing is if you are planning for a trip, whether it's international or domestic, before after you check all of your... Um, your TSA and the, the airline, make yourself a list. That's the one thing. I have a set list um, that I keep um, that is basically a list of anything my son definitely needs that if we left it would be detrimental. Um, the sound machine, for example, is something that if we left it, uh, we would be struggling um, because it would either have to be playing on my phone, which if that died, you know, how are we going to, to figure that out? Not every airplane has um, a place to charge. Um, of course, if we left his specific, particular sippy cup um, that he is attached to, that would be detrimental. Um, if we didn't bring any books, my son loves books, loves reading. It's the one thing that keeps him calm. If we didn't bring any books whatsoever, that would be detrimental. Um, and then for babies, when he was, you know, a baby, you know, an infant, you know, of course, 
If you didn't bring the car seat, that was detrimental. If you didn't bring the bottle, that was detrimental. If you didn't bring the formula, that was detrimental. Pacifier, if there's a whoopee, if there are diapers, diapers are always the number thing. Never forget those. I honestly don't actually pack the diapers that are that we already have in the house. So I buy the in bulk diapers. So I go to like our um our our Costco and the BJ's and buy it in bulk. Um, but I don't take the diapers out of that box and pack them individually. Instead, I may go to Walmart or Target and actually buy one of the um, smaller packs, a brand new package of diapers and shove it in unopened along with um, a couple of packs of wipes. So if you have, if you buy wipes in bulk, some of them come in the pre, um, the preset packages where you can open and close, they're resealable. I always pack two sets of wipes, one in the diaper bag and one in um, a carry-on or in the check luggage, just so we have that. Because you know, if your child is not potty trained, my child is not as of right now. Um, leaving those diapers behind are, are you know, it's bad. Then also, if you are traveling to someplace where you're going to the beach, you might need swimmers. Um, if you are traveling and you your, your child uses overnights, pack those. Um, so make sure you make a list of all of the items that are necessary for your child to function smoothly um, that you would need to pack, that you could not forget that if you got to the airport, that you would be sitting there with anxiety, realizing you forgot it, um, and that you would have a hard time either going out to shop for when you got there, or you just want to avoid shopping when you get there. Of course, traveling domestically, if you don't have diapers and wipes, it's probably easier to find those. But if you're traveling um, internationally, I know that when we travel internationally with our son, when we when we got to where we were, we went to Costa Rica recently, um, we did not drive by any place where we could see that you could buy diapers and wipes. A lot of them were farms that we were out, we were out in farm country, we got to the resort, um, they didn't really have diapers and wipes that I saw. So of course, that was something that, you know, it was a good thing that we had. After you make that list, Pack your child's items first um, because it's easier for your child's items to go in first, the ones that you need, and then you can fill out space later. Um, if you have to cut back on your shoes that you need to have, cut back on some clothes that you need to pack, um, pack your child's clothes first, pack your child's necessities first, um, and do realize that you're actually able to bring a little bit more with you, um, whether your child has a seat or not. So if you are traveling with an infant and you're not buying a seat, which you don't need to, some people do actually buy an ex a third seat, like say, not a third seat, I'd say three because, you know, we are a family of three, but they usually buy a You can either not buy a seat for the infant or you can buy a seat. So children under two do not require a seat on the airplane. At two, you have to buy a seat. That's for most airlines I've flown, American, Delta, Southwest, um, Frontier and Spirit, the ones I've flown recently, uh, required. I was even looking at Qatar at one point, Qatar Airways, when we were looking at an international trip. They do require that the child has a seat at two. Um, but under two, it's an infant. You can either hold the child or you can buy another seat and put the um, car seat in the seat itself. That is up to you. So the one thing is that even if you don't need a seat for the child, you're not purchasing one, you could still bring extra things. So obviously with every, um, typically with every airline, you could do one check bag, one carry-on item, and one um, personal item. So 
that's standard for some airlines. I'll, obviously, different airlines um, vary, but most airlines do that. So with an infant, again, depending on the airline, so double check, with an infant, in my experience, you're able to bring a car seat, a stroller, and those are checked items. So if the car seat is not going onto the plane with you because you have not bought a seat, that item can be checked for free. The stroller can be checked for free at the gate, both of these items at the gate. Um, if you want to check it earlier, that's fine. Um, we checked our car seat at the gate because the car seat went into the stroller. So we were able to keep our son in the car seat in the stroller when he was an infant and roll it through. Um, and you can check it at the gate would made it easier for us to transfer him from the, from the plane through the airport into the car. Um, you're also allowed to bring a diaper bag and then also in the diaper bag, you're allowed to pack your formula. Um, it does not have to be sealed. They may test it though. Um, so the one thing that I usually did when my son was on formula was I actually always bought a brand new container of formula on the way there. One of the smaller ones that I know would last us for the duration of the trip and probably end up running out. Um, and then I would bring another smaller container. The other smaller container I'd actually pack in the, the check bag that wasn't open so that when we got to our destination, um, I was able to, or when we got through, when we got through TSA, we went through security. I was able to actually make the bottle on, on the um, plane. So it was in our diaper bag or in our, our carry on. They were able to see it since it wasn't open. They didn't need to check it. They just kind of opened it. saw it wasn't, it was still sealed. Didn't need to check it. I would use it, get through our destination, use all the formula. If I had some left over, I would put it into our check bag and take the new container out that was still sealed. Um, and put it in our, our diaper bag or um, carry-on so that it was, when we went through TSA again to get back, they would, get, they would open it, see that it was sealed, and then wouldn't have to check it. I just kind of had a weird feeling about them sticking anything into his formula. So being able to go through TSA and seeing that they would just kind of open the lid, seeing it wasn't open, and they would just kind of like, okay, here you go, um, keep going. Obviously, when you're making formula, you do need water. If you have water for your baby, they actually let you get through with water. So most of the time, as you know, if you have any kind of liquids or a beverage that you go through as an adult, they'll make you throw it away or discard it. If you have liquids or water, you say it's for the child, they will let you take it through. They'll just have to test it as usual. Um, that was just in my experience. When we were going back and forth, I was able to bring um, large containers of, of water, or not, not large containers, but like water bottles where I was able to use it to make the formula um, and they were fine with that. Again, they have to test it. So if you are someone who just doesn't like anyone putting things into the water, um, if it's a water container, like a water bottle that is sealed, they won't unseal it. They'll just check to make sure there's no kind of holes or punctures in it and that it is sealed and they'll usually let it go. If it is open, they do have to test it as with anything. Um, so that's just kind of what it goes with with going through food. So again, that can come through. You can have an extra diaper bag. Um, some airlines even let you bring a third carry-on for the child if necessary. Again, that varies airline by airline. So for example, um, when we went, I forget what airline we were on at the time, um, but we went to Atlanta and we're actually able to bring through the car seat, the stroller, um, his diaper bag, and three carry-ons, and it was just it was just my husband and I traveling with our son. So technically, our son got a carry-on, um, and we were able to either carry it onto the plane, but we ended up checking the carry-on for free because you know a lot of times they'll get there and say if you want to check your carry-on because we're full, it's free. We usually ended up checking it for free, so the 
diaper bag came with us and then we ended up checking the carry-ons that we didn't need at the gate along with the stroller and um, the, the car seat. Now with our son being two, he does require a seat. So of course, if you buy a seat, um, it comes with you know another checked bag that either you have to pay for or you don't have to pay for, um, plus the carry-ons and personal items. Um, with our son, because he's still of an age, some airlines actually don't count the diaper bag as a care or as a personal item. So it just becomes an extra bag that you're allowed to carry. But again, that varies from airline to airline. So check with that. At the same time, the, if even at two years old, if you have a stroller or a car seat for your child, you can check that at the gate for free. That still lasts. It still stands. Any car seat or stroller can be checked for free. When you're going through security when it comes to um, a stroller and a, um, a, I would say the car seat. When you get through security, you do have to take the child out of the car seat. If like it's an infant and they're in an infant car seat and you're pushing them, you have to take the child out of the car seat and the car seat actually has to go on the belt if possible. Um, and also if your stroller is small enough and collapsible, um, they'll actually ask you to collapse it and put it on the belt to go through that as well. If it's not small enough, like we have a travel system, uh, or we had a travel system that we used, um, when our son was an infant that actually connected everything, they actually do let you push it through. It has to go through a different gate, it has to go through by itself. You can't walk it through with your child still in it, but they do let you hold your child to walk through. Um, they send you through the walkthrough one, not the one where you stand and put your heads above your head your hands above your head, they'll let you hold your baby and walk through. Um, we did that with our son when he was an infant, as well as now at two, um, I was just able to hold him and walk through with him. Um, also at security, when you have to take your shoes off, for the most case, they don't ask children to take their shoes off. My son again is two. We went on an international trip there and back. We did not have to take his shoes off. It was just ours. Um, they didn't require it, but again, that depends country to country, state by state, different TSA. I mean, TSA usually is, is you know, files the same protocol, but sometimes it's up to the discretion of the person. Um, the reason I say that, for example, is our recent trip to Costa Rica, we actually had a large container of A&D um, that my son uses um, for, you know, overnight so that it kind of protects his skin because he has very sensitive skin. And on the way there, the large container of A&D was in the carry-on. It got flagged going through. They opened it, opened the bag. Um, they opened the container, saw what it was, closed it, let us go. Um, we got through a transfer, got all the way over to the country, came back, going through security to get out of Costa Rica. They did the same thing. They flagged it. They opened it, checked the container, got through, um, and let it go. Now, during a, a, our international flight back, if there's a layover, some airports actually make you go through to get your bag, to go through customs, to then check through security again, which we had to in this case. We actually had a layover in Atlanta. We had to go through customs, um, check in, and then recheck our bag, and then go through um, kind of like a pre-check security. With the carry-on, with the A&D in the bag, they went through, the bag got flagged, the person who was checking it opened it and then finally told us after it already going through two previous security checks in two different airports, we got into this airport, they looked at it and said, this has to be thrown away, it's too big. So that's kind of the example of, it varies person by person. Um, check TSA, you know, TSA on the website had did does say as a disclaimer, 
Um, it's up to the discretion of the TSA agent. And I had checked that we were able to bring that through. It just happened to not get through for this person. So just kind of be careful of that. Um, everything, everything can change. Now, when it comes to getting your child through the airport, I highly recommend bringing a stroller. The reason why is that strollers make children move a whole lot faster. Like I've said, my son is two years old. And obviously when he was an infant, we obviously traveled with the car seat with our travel system, which I highly recommend getting if you if you don't have one. They are super easy um, and they just everything just connects. Um, but we also have a collapsible stroller, a travel stroller that actually works and fits in the overhead compartment if you want to carry it on. We never really do. We always check it. Back to my original point is that we highly recommend always having a car seat um, or stroller if you can bring one. Um, one, if you're traveling domestically and you're getting picked up um, many places, if you get to the end destination and your child is sitting in a car seat, they'll actually require you to have the car seat or request like an Uber or a Lyft with one um, because of obviously regulations. If they got pulled over and the child's not in a car seat, it's illegal. Um, but for the stroller within the airport, children move super slow. They get easily distracted. Um, and plus they're just smaller. They're just tiny and they like to run away. They get distracted. Um, we recently traveled without um, our son's stroller. One for the fact that we had a very tight um, layover in our first leg of, from between our first leg and our second leg on the way there to our recent international trip. Now we didn't think we were going to make it and we didn't want to check it at the gate and then have to wait for them to unpack it and get it through. Um, to be honest, I highly, I highly regretted it because one, my son wanted to be carried the entire time. Two, he was moving super slow, so we had to carry him. My arms got tired. Uh, we had a bunch of carry-on items and a bunch of bags, so it had been easier to have the car seat. Car seats, not car seats, strollers help you to navigate your children through the airport as well as hold certain things. So make sure you bring your stroller. As much as you're like saying, you know, I don't wanna pack, this is an extra thing we have to pack. Strollers will help you no matter what. There is, um, There are travel strollers that are actually very good to use um, and they collapse, like I said, they usually fit in the overhead compartment if you feel a certain type of way. Um, but if you're just like, I wanna make sure all my stuff gets protected, especially if you have an expensive car seat, maybe you have a Nuna car seat, we travel with ours, um, get the coverings. Those coverings, um, just read the reviews. You can get them on Amazon, Bye Bye Baby, Walmart, Target. They have car seat and stroller covers. Just make sure you look at the dimensions to make sure they match. Get your things covered so that when they throw, throw them around, cause you know they're gonna throw them, that's what these people do. Um, that it's covered. Like it's just, it just gets thrown just like everything else gets thrown. So how are we bringing that? Um, another tip I also say is there is an app um, that is very useful as well as just looking at an airport information. The airport usually tells you what app is applicable, applicable to their airport. So look at the airport information. If you are a mother who has an infant that is breastfeeding, a lot of these airports now either have locations or shops that allow you to go into breastfeed or there are these pods that you actually can go in um you connect it to an app it tells you where they are and when it's free and it allows you to check in you get like a certain time you check in it doesn't allow anybody else in while you're on your way there so you may be sitting your time comes you're on your way there you're not racing someone to beat them there before they get there it gives you a certain code that that code only works for you 
and no one else will be able to get in for a certain amount of time and then you check out when you're done um, and then it opens up for the next person where you can it's a, a lactation pod where you can go and and breastfeed your baby in a safe space where it's clean um, a lot of these pods have these like different amenities that you need um, you know if you are also pumping they'll have um, a place where you can kind of pump you know they have the plugs they have you bring in your own breast pump and it allows you to go so Look at your um, your airport information to figure out, you know, what's there, what's available. There's also those um, places where they're like the, the minute rooms. Um, talk to those people. A lot of times if you're a mother who is breastfeeding or you are pumping, they'll actually give you a certain amount of time in those rooms for free. Um, one of the minute rooms I had, they actually gave me the first half hour for free. And if I went over on the half hour, they would charge me. Um, and the lady that there was very nice, Around like 20 minutes, she just kind of sent me a reminder saying, uh, you have about 10 minutes left. We'll start charging your card um, for the minutes afterwards. But I was able to get out and kind of clean up and get there before then. Um, and they give you a little leeway. They don't start the time until the room's actually closed and they've said goodbye to you. Um, so check in for those. You may just have to sign up for a membership or just sign up to be like saying that you're using it as a user, but you're not getting charged. Um, and I actually ended up using that kind of membership situation very easily because anytime I went to the airport, I was able to say I'm already signed up and see where they were available at what airports and where they were so I can use them when I was breastfeeding um, my child and when I needed to pump on the go. So take, a, take advantage of those aspects as well. Um, there are a lot of things out there for mothers, um, whether you are a breastfeeding mother with an infant or you know, you're at the airport and you need a play area. They have play areas at airports now. So for your older children, if you need to have them go out and play, um, there are those, those amenities as well. So those are my major tips for traveling with a a baby and a toddler. Um, I offer so much more information on my blog and on my social media through my experiences as well as just through my write-ups. So I'm always sharing this information. Um, I always say if you have particular questions on traveling with your child or you just kind of want some tips and you want to talk through things, um, I always say reach out to me at lesh at livinglesh.com. I'm always here to help and I really hope that these tips uh, have you made made you feel like you can you could travel with your child or give you some security or give you that kind of realization that this is not impossible because it isn't you can do this you can travel with your child don't let the idea that once you have a child travel stops I have been traveling since my son was born with my child without my child it's also about you know raising as a village but if you have to bring your child it is not impossible don't lay that out don't say that my son has been on one international trip and probably around eight plus domestic trips um since he's been born probably more if i actually i sat down and count them about so he's he's been travel. he's a traveler so much that the boy comes downstairs and puts on his shoes and grabs his bag because he thinks every day we are going somewhere um so it's it's not impossible um it just requires a little bit of extra work a little bit of extra planning but it's not as stressful as it seems just have to make sure that you keep yourself organized keep a level head be patient Know that things are sometimes going to go wrong, but they're not as wrong as you think they are. Um, I will say that one of the methods I do use is my son does have a tablet. That's not for everybody. Just find something your child is is into to keep them entertained because you know as their parent of what's going to keep them entertained and then go from there. 
So again, thank you for tuning in to the That Looks Life podcast. I hope you found this useful on how to travel with your infant and toddler. And I hope you turn into to the next episode or travel or check out some of the other episodes that we have. I'm on here, the That Looks Life podcast, talking about fashion, beauty, motherhood, travel, and everything in between, along with business. We'll be talking about business a lot more too. Um, that's been a highly requested aspect. But again, thank you for tuning in and I'll check you next time.